Welcome to the Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon, and I'm so excited to champion, encourage, and edify you every day right here. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. If this is your first time joining us, you have found the treasure chest of mysteries. This is where the greatest secrets of humanity is being unveiled every single day because the most original, perfected version of everybody already exists, and most people aren't aware of that. Every single soul that has arrived on this earth already has this unprofessed yet knowing a purpose. It's on the inside of everybody. Everybody knows it. Very few people are living it and experiencing it. I'm Stephen Kenyon, and welcome to another edition of today's podcast. It's a Kinetic Belief. You can email us at kineticbelief at stephenkenyon.com. The website is kineticbelief.com, and hello, Megan. Hello, treasure chest. I like that. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, that's what we've done is we've opened up this treasure chest, and we are peering into the soul of humanity. And, you know, what we have found is that some people just choose to flow in their creative potential, However, most people are just drifting along paths of the least resistance uh, and just, you know, a simple knowledge. And there's really very little else that's required to release that perfected spirit. Uh, version of everybody. Well, I spent the morning scraping the bottom of a of a jar of peanut butter, so I'm pretty excited <laughs> that there's a whole other treasure chest to look toward, be excited about. You you made it to the bottom. Bottom of the barrel, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about today how you are a supernatural creator. Every yes. single person on the planet oh, yeah. is a supernatural creator. You are, have that super on the inside of you. We're going to be empowered today, I think. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to be dwelling into. I've been real excited about today's topic, by the way. We've yeah. known that this one is coming mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks now, and, yeah, and uh, we've chatted about it, and here we are. It's yeah. time to talk about identity it. Identity is everything. This is huge. Well, here's the thing. When you talk about identity, we are uh, eternal souls having this human experience um, you existed before you arrived on earth. Everybody listening, every every single person, you know, you're, you are a human with a being on the inside of you. But you existed before you arrived on the planet. You will uh, then go on and um, uh, without the cares of this world when you leave it. And so the, the, what we're talking about is how you can capitalize on this eternal knowledge, the wisdom of the universe on the inside of you through applying the law of kinetic belief, which is then going to manifest that creative purpose that's on the inside of you. And uh, that purpose of your presence while you're here in the land of the living. And that ultimately is what, what this life is all about, is drilling down, getting uh, opening up that treasure chest in your soul to find and locate that original purpose. I love thinking about it like uh, we're all just living these humdrum everyday lives and then a Hallmark movie happens to you and someone shows up and says, actually, you're the princess of Bravaria or I, something. I love Hallmark. And you know I what I like, really like about it is how predictable it is. 
Well, yeah. You I know? mean, it's just, it's like little sweet candy or something. And, and, I love it. And it's always, you know, that first kiss is interrupted by uh, the kid opening up the kitchen door. <laughs> right, or someone eavesdropping. Or the dog barks. Oops, <laughs> I love I, Hallmark. I can't kiss you now. Uh-huh, it's so sweet. It is. But I always think of this whole identity thing as if someone has just... You know, they not, they tap tap on your door and they say, "Congratulations, you're actually a princess, and you have access to all the riches and all the land and all the possibilities you can." That's imagine. a good analogy because you know that as long as you're looking in the mirror though, and you're believing the lies and the deception, yeah, and you're believing that inner turmoil and you're believing all of the condemnation, you see a frog. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss me, please. Yeah, you're just looking at that old. Oh toad. man. Well, I just love you know identity again. It's just it's just so powerful to know who you are and the power that you hold within you and and the power that you have to change and create and make adjustments to your own existence and and just craft this perfect beautiful life that you that's it, it's even more than you can imagine or dream Well that's of. a great word adjustments is a perfect word for what we do because in order to become who you're supposed to be you've got to unbecome who you are not supposed to be Absolutely. you have to make those adjustments all creators and and I and we use the word creator because you were created all of us were created in the image of the creator and all of us this is common we desire peace happiness joy, uh, good health, uh, financial freedom, and manifestation of those things begin when you choose to release the cares of the world. Because it's in releasing the cares of the world that you are going to be making the necessary adjustments to find the true essence of who you are and who you're supposed to be. And what I love is that we are all supernatural creators. That's our topic today, being a supernatural creator, accepting who you really are. But I love that it's not as if you you're not that unless you accept it it is it is a universal law like gravity and it will affect you and it will absolutely show up and um you know the fruit of all that is gonna pop into your life no whether you think it believe it adhere to it or not belief is the essence of what you're going to be attracting into your life believing that you are first of all that you are a creator and that you have the ability to attract the kind of life that you would love to be living with relationships that you would love to have and all of that is possible if you believe it's possible you see belief actually has a substance attached to it and that's something else that we're going to be talking about today is what belief actually is and what it is to be a creator and, and how this actually works. I want to get behind the curtain a little bit and so we can see uh, old father kinetic belief pulling those levers and creating <laughs> and see how it's actually working. <laughs> and it. so we want to pay attention to that old man behind the curtain pulling the levers of creation today. Well, and I think it's really important to accept your identity because if you don't, you're still a supernatural creator. You're just running around, though, you know, blowing off at the mouth, like just saying all this crud and, and you're just manifesting negativity or whatever pops into your head you're manifesting that there and that's dangerous realms. that's right it you is have and power well you we are always in agreement with one force either positivity or we are in agreement with negativity yes. and your agreement is another way of saying of what you're believing that mm -hmm. substance of your belief you can believe in the negative and attract that thing 
Typically, it's done through fear. You're going to attract the thing that you're fearing, or you can attract the positive thing to come for you in this life, the positive relationship, the positive finances, the positive mm-hmm. health, whatever it is. And so the, the trick or the key is, is to remain focused and, and mindful and uh, attracting the thing that you are envisioning and desiring. And so you're creating this vision of who you are supposed to be creating that the word creating is so vital to your success most people are told that you're supposed to compete you got to be number one the number one salesman you have to be tops in your class you have to do better than everybody else and that is where you first of all that is well it's the big great lie that's not true and we are put on this earth to create not to compete there's more than enough to go around and uh, we are all winners when we look within to find our original purpose and uh, and strive to achieve that. And that's one thing that um, if there's anything that'll get me a little worked up, it's going to be the lies that we're told by society, institutions, banks, people that we grew mm-hmm. up with. Um, just, you know, society as a whole is so full of crap. I mean, they are just constantly spending days and days telling us, you know, how we, I mean, basically the the message is more take a second mortgage out in your house because you really need this jacket mm-hmm. and you can't own your house but you can pay us for it and you can i mean it's just it's like this whirlwind of lies that we're all living in and it's hard to cut through the bs and to really understand who you are and you know accept the power that you really do have we're given this kaleidoscope as a lens for life but don't you love the tom Selleck commercial that says well you know i just think a reverse mortgage has worked for me <laughs> and uh, and, it, and so That's i don't so know much funny. but i do know that the reverse mortgage is a great thing oh for my you. word as if tom Selleck is right. like working his reverse well, maybe he is well maybe I it was doubt a, it. A, the, the drought kind of affected the <laughs> avocado farm i'm sure his yeah, show yeah, on abc yeah. was helpful but, you know so much <laughs> of the world like you're saying in life is a delusion and we're told to buy into this thing. And so what we've got to do, and, and it, the onus is on each individual creator, is to first of all become honest of what this life is really all about, what you're supposed to be and what you can be achieving through belief. Belief is the, the thing that created all that there is. There is, um, we're living in the most exciting time in the history of the world. Uh, there is no doubt about it. Absolutely. We have seen it just in, since 2012, science has met faith. The, they have observed in the laboratory, researchers and scientists have, have actually seen faith at work, belief work. They've seen it work um, at, on the quantum level. There, there is a large the, uh, collider. It's called the Hadron Collider, which is located near Geneva in Switzerland, which is the most powerful particle accelerator on Earth. And what happened is while they were examining the results of the collider experiments, this was all the way back in 2012, the researchers confirmed the existence of the God particle. And you've probably heard a lot about it. It's been in the news and mainstream media. Um, The God particle. Now, what this is, is these are the the particles are the elementary uh, subatomic particles such as electrons and, and protons, those things that you, you probably put your head on your desk when they talked about back in school. <laughs> but that's what they yes. were observing is the electrons, protons receiving their mass from, from the God particle. Now, this is amazing. Think, stay with me for just a moment. We're not going to get too deep into to, uh, uh, school here. But I think it's important 
for understanding and also just for strengthening your faith. The researchers, what's really cool about this is they were mostly speechless when they discovered the God particle because it contained the blueprint for all things. And so you, here you have these scientists that basically, you know, they, they just, they, don't, they only believe what they see, living by their senses and whatever they can put a pencil to. Now that's going to develop or create their, the, their, their faith and, and their belief system. So they, they've observed this God particle containing the blueprint for all mass, for all things. And the discovery then, what happened is it pointed to the existence of this creative design for everything that existed before the Big Bang. Now think about that. That there was, you know, they've looked back and they understand perhaps to a certain extent time up until the the actual what they call Big Bang. But this gives them a glimpse, researchers a glimpse of what was going on just prior to the Big Bang. This thing that happened was a, a creative imagination. And this imagination created this blueprint for, for all things. And so that discovery has been reshaping scientists' understanding how the universe was formed and why it is still expanding. And the God particle observation, it just went on to reveal this pre-Big Bang bias for all of creation. And uh, to the point of, uh, you know, it was actually a previous contention for a lot of people that science was just, you know, preconditioned to skepticism and still is. But now it has confirmed the one abstract of faith, and that is that all things are made of the same substance. Planets, stars, galaxies, water, you, trees, everything, all things, everything vibrates on this quantum physics level, creating unique forms of mass. Even though it's created from the same type of things, everything is uniquely different. There's not two people that have ever been created that are exactly alike. Snowflakes, you've heard that, you know, no two snowflakes are alike. Well, the God particle contains the design for all things being separate. Now, that's pretty cool when you think about these protons and electrons streaking across the universe and then slowing to this animated vibrational frequency as somehow predetermined by that God particle, each one uniquely forming to create the diversity of all things. And when you think of how much is actually contained in the universe, that's a lot of diversity. But the universal law of kinetic belief now is what has established order to chaos. Because without it, everything would just be chaotic. So the historic quantum physics experiment then detailed how the world's one percenters, which we've all heard about, you know, why is it that one percent of the world's population is successful? They, they, they make up the artists, the successful musicians, uh, the, the really wealthy people, the avatars of great success, one percent. Well, they're using the law of kinetic belief to continually attract success into their life. They understand the principle behind belief, the substance of all things hoped for, and attracting the, that substance into your life. All great endeavors, 
first began with this image as defined by desire. You know, what is it that you're desiring? And the image then is creating and attracting that into people's lives. So what we have and what we now know for a fact is that successful inventors and the wealth builders and the, the healers, all these people have been activating the law of kinetic belief in order to change circumstances by manifesting what they desire, by bringing that into their lives, changing their circumstances. Beliefs that are purposefully adhered to and beliefs that are relied upon as being true release the substance of those things that are hoped for as attracted by this disciplined creator, a creator that recognizes that he or she has the ability to speak and see what they've called into existence, to believe and to see things change according to that belief. So it sounds like we've all already all, all known that the building blocks for everything in the universe are the same. However, the, um, the, the new information is the God particle, which we can control with our words and with kinetic belief and, and through that consistency. Is that right? That's correct. The God particle is what is slowing the substance of your imagination or your desire to a vibrational frequency in order to manifest the thing that you're believing for into your life. This has been witnessed and seen in the laboratory. Now, people before this was proven back in 2012, we're, we're just talking about faith. Mm-hmm. And, and all the religions of the world have operated on faith, belief, and believing uh, in something and then seeing it come to pass. We've known, and, and the world's, again, I love the world avatar because that is something that has truly set people apart. Uh, and, and they've understood the power of faith. They've understood that you can you can call something that it doesn't exist and you can speak it and believe it and adhere to that belief and then see it come to pass. I think it's always so interesting when science finally catches up with some sort of ancient text because the law of attraction has been talked about, discussed, used for thousands of years. And I just think it's really cool that we're finally catching up to the physical proof of this. Well, it is cool. And you know, something else that we shouldn't take uh, lightly is that what this does, Megan, is it it frees people from the idea that they have to be a victim to circumstances, mm-hmm. a victim to the, you know, the, the family name, mm-hmm. or whether you're going to inherit something or not, or do you have enough education, or are you intelligent enough? Yeah. None of those things matter after all. Where you live really doesn't have any bearing on it. It's what you believe. It's, so it's, it's nothing to do with circumstances or any of those other things I just mentioned. It has everything to do with your belief system. Well, and it has to enhance your, your belief foundation, right? Like it has to make it stronger. Just, just the knowledge of the, of the nuts and bolts, if you will, of, of belief and how it works. How, how manifestation is actually happening in the physical. Takes all the double-mindedness out of it, doesn't mm-hmm. it? No Absolutely. more second-guessing. No more wondering, well, I'll try it for just a little while and, you know, okay, Stephen, I'll get the, uh, let's, I'll get the 100 day uh, guided journal and I'll try it out for a hundred days. And if it doesn't work, well, then, then I'll just uh, <laughs> toss it into a box and get on with my life. You no, this is proof. Absolutely. It and, is. And you can, and you can rely on this and, and I, I think it's great because it's just going to build your belief up. It's going to take, um, because I've always seen belief as, as sort of a muscle and you can, it can atrophy and you can be horrible at believing, or you can become an expert and, and strengthen that muscle. And, and this is a huge boost to that. 
Well, and it takes you out of the natural realm. You know, of course, we are all here in the natural realm, but what we have is this super natural ability to use the law of attraction, which is a universal power. It's a force, just like the law of gravity, and it will work for you or against you. But now knowing this, knowing the power, knowing that there is something called a God particle, which will take the substance of your beliefs and hold it at a frequency to where it's going to fill the void of the vacuum that you've created by with that expectation with the very thing that you're believing for having a desire for more out of life is it's actually the beginning to attracting i want to talk for a minute about focus because you you started with that just a few moments ago and i think it's something that can be not confusing, but a little deceiving when we all sort of think through the process of manifestation and our identity, because, you know, what's going to manifest is not what you focus on for a moment. It's what you're focusing on again and again and again. And typically um, that's activated when you're worrying about something. It's very rare that you naturally think about something good over and over and over again you know if you if you have a bill you can't pay that's going to be what you just can't get off the hamster wheel of thought when it comes to this thing um how do you uh flip that script and and change your identity enough to force yourself to you know put your your good focus on the hamster wheel (laughs) instead of this negative worry that's sort of natural to all of us you know when i first met you i couldn't get you out of my mind (laughs) <laughs> I, only, I focused on you because I'm so over irritating. Okay, most people have had that that love in their life where yeah. I just can't shake him. I can't get rid mm. of the faults of the image, and it just it just it's all over you. It's obsession. And you become obsessed and that, in that, that is moment. A, you know, that's yeah. a good word, obsession. And you want to, obs- you do, you want to obsess over the good things that you're expecting in this mm. life so that you're not accepting anything else. I like that. Give permission to those thoughts to hang around. I like that. Everybody write that down. Obsess over the good things. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Yeah. That's Because that's extreme. And that is extreme. And that's what we're talking about is being extreme where those good things are concerned that you're, you are putting a demand on it to show up in your life. You want to hold that, you want to hold that thought and that image. And that's, that's such a great point because you're being, you're going, you're going to be seen as extreme anytime you're going against the grain of society. And anytime you're manifesting good things, believing for good things, not just walking around letting the the supposed fates of life whip you in any direction um you're gonna seem a little crazy a little extreme and that should be part of your identity who's not already crazy who's not already extreme it? it just you know what just the just being a uh, alive is extreme isn't it it is and that's something that crosses my mind quite a bit when i am believing for something um i just think well what's the worst that could happen Right. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, really, it's it's okay. So I believe for something, and oh no, and you'll start thinking, what's the best that can happen? <laughs> exactly. And hold out for that. Exactly. Except nothing less than the absolute very best, yeah. because the belief to possess that good thing it changes and it initiates the procurement process 
of those things not yet seen coming into your life. You're procuring it by obsessing over that good thing, holding fast mm-hmm. that image yeah. and accepting nothing less. And you'll know if you recognize it or not. Mm-hmm. And if it begins to show up in your life and is not quite it, you know, you're holding out for a, a red Mustang and a <laughs> blue uh, Chevette has shown up. Well, that's not quite <laughs> it, is it? That's and so true. you want to hold out for the very thing that you've imagined. And that's also why it's so important to be specific. When you have a, a heart's desire, g- become as specific as possible. If you want to put a color on it or, you know, the shiny red or anything, if you want something specific, you need to ask, be specific. It's, That's I right. mean, your identity should be telling you that you can attract anything you can imagine. So mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah, it's almost like there will be a parade of options or uh, alternatives that will begin to go by that will try to take the place of the Absolutely. very thing that you're, you're holding out for. Absolutely. Because now what we believe, it's always going to be a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There, and the choice is the is the thing that you are in charge of. You're in charge of the specifics. You actually are the creator of the specifics of the thing that you're desiring. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be a choice. Your belief, the substance of your belief is that specific choice. And so now what we now know is that there is an extraordinary power that's going to create and relegate to that choice. It has to. The choice is is lording over the the power that is available to you to create that thing. And that should never, ever, ever be underestimated. Because if, for example, if one man says that he can do something and another one says he cannot, both of them are correct. Yes. And so the circumstantial mm-hmm. vision that's nurtured in either one of those by gratitude or by fear is going to produce either uh, either one of those through the law of kinetic belief. Both of those are going to manifest. I'm so glad you brought up choice because it's, it's important as part of this discussion surrounding identity. It's so important to re- remind yourself that everything you do is a choice. The way you treat yourself, other people, the job that you've taken, the people you live with, anything that you've done in your life is your choice and you can own up to those and but only when you own up to that fact can you move forward in a positive way in a way where you say I can manifest anything. That is so important. You know, and uh, choice is absolutely something. Every single person listening to this ought to just, you need to write this down right now, is that you have choice. You're not a victim. And there's get out, get away from the idea that you need your fair share and it's not fair for this person to have more than I've got, or it's not fair that I've got more than this person has. There's get away from the mentality of comparisons and, and competition. Yeah. Because that's a deception that's going to all turn you into a victim or someone else into a victim. There are no victims where there is a power of belief because listen, the same ability to create great wealth, the same ability to have perfected health, nothing wrong with you, uh, cancer-free, cold-free, virus-free, all of that is possessed by those who, who live in, in great wealth or who live in poverty, who live in the United States or who live in Sudan. All of it exists in the same quantity and the same quality. The same ability to create great wealth and perfected health exists in, in the universe, and it is readily available to everyone through belief and through the quality of that belief. The difference between great success and failure is the perfection 
perfect life requires this, this disciplined and logical awareness of expansion versus contraction. Those are the two forces that are countering one another in the universe. One is expanding, one is contracting. One leads to more life and abundance. The other one leads to decay and death. I want to talk for a moment about maintaining your identity because once you receive it and accept it and you learn who you truly are, that's just the beginning. You've just gotten started. You have to maintain it and keep a great example. Um, I had a friend and she watched um, The Secret, the the Netflix mm-hmm. document. It's yeah. on Netflix now. Um, I, I'm sure if people know Law of Attraction, they're familiar with The Secret. It's basically Law of Attraction 101. Like it's just mm-hmm. foundational. Makes everybody sort of aware of it. So she watches um, The Secret and she comes away almost euphoric. She understands who she is. She's, she's totally bought into the entire concept and everything in her life almost immediately starts looking up turning around stress is lessening a week later she's back to normal I mean it's like it's as if she never watched it however I saw that identity activate within her in those few moments in those days and so I think it's really important because it's getting your identity is pointless if you don't know how to keep it all of us have a knowing on the inside Everybody knows that they have that creative ability on the inside of them. We've all been in touch with it, and most people are in denial. And they continue to live by the the formation of thoughts that other people are putting into their lives, by the influencers around them. It could be people you work with or family you grew up with. Uh, something I call border bullies, and they are there to knock you down. It's kind of like whack-a-mole. As soon as you start to believe some excellent things about yourself, there's always seems to be someone there that's going to knock you back down to to uh, a pint size and to take those lofty dreams and aspirations away from you. And so that's the battle. That's is holding on, like you're saying, to that identity that you are mm-hmm. a you have that supernatural ability to create on the inside of you. Yeah. And it, it's a contradiction to a world that is going in the alternate or another direction, one of decay and and of contraction and leading to death. Because the thing that you're talking about leads to life and abundance and expansion. Mm -hmm. And that's what we saw. We were talking earlier about the particle accelerator. What it did is it revealed that there was a creator who believed creation into existence. And all of us are, we are spiritual beings that were cast into these physical bodies for this earthly experience. And each one of us was fashioned in the image of that creator. With And we have imaginations. We've got language and vision and feelings, dominion, authority, all these things. We have choice, which are all on the quantum physical level. These are requirements that are we now know necessary for creating. I would imagine, too, that maintaining your identity is, is where a lot of these daily actions that we discuss a lot, um, th- that's where they come in. You know, daily affirmations, uh, the journaling. I think that all is designed to keep you on the right track. You have to have something. You have to have some sort of tool. You can't just cross your fingers and hope that you remember who you are tomorrow. I mean, you absolutely have to pursue it and constantly remind yourself in some way. 
You've got to have a continuum of thought, and it's almost impossible to do this unless you are journaling, like you said. You're journaling the the expectation and the desire. You're holding that fast to your heart and in your mind, and you're stirring that up every day, and then that allows you and enables you to obsess over the thing that you're attracting in your life. It is an obsession, and by that I mean a mental one, and you're holding fast that thought. You are refusing to believe anything that would turn you to the left or to the right. You are refusing to believe anything that would cause you to cast down the a good imagination and replace it with a negative one. And so the expanding life is now, it's requiring an exploration and this willful adventure for discovery, a willfulness to break out of this, this uh, sphere of influence, this little circular pattern of life that you've been going round and round. It's like a mulberry bush. Every day you're living, you're driving the same path to work. You're coming home the same way. You shop at the same place. You have the same conversation over and over and over and over and over. About the same people. The same people. And you say the same things about the same people. And you're always surprised that you had the same conversation at Thanksgiving. And it's negative, negative, negative. I want to talk for a moment, if we can. I I just want to discuss briefly, um, you mentioned border bullies, people that you grew up with, people from your past. Let's talk about childhood for a moment. Um, Childhood is is a huge part of identity. It's a huge part of who everyone is. And you can talk to almost anyone, and they're going to have some level of dysfunction, trauma, lies they were told about themselves, something in their childhood to overcome. And childhood makes up a huge part of our life. Even when we're adults and we think we've moved beyond it, just go to Christmas dinner and you're triggered and it it all comes up again. Um, I just want to talk about, though, incorporating um, the new identity with, you know, healing there's a lot of healing that has to happen a lot of forgiveness that has to happen and I think most of that is from the childhood you know you're you're needing to forgive all those people that maybe took advantage or who who knows it can be anything most people have something um but I just want to talk about sort of the merging of those two concepts um taking your childhood and bringing it into the identity that you're wanting to achieve today that's powerful empowered loving, unconditionally loving, forgiving, how do those two meet? Well, you're right. Um, beliefs are originally developed and most mostly developed as children and things that are done to us or for us or against us are typically developing our original belief system. Now, one of the things you mentioned, and I'm glad you brought this up, is the healing process of overcoming something that may have done negatively to you when you were a child. That actually is not something that has to occur when you're talking about the belief system, casting down a negative imagination. There's not a healing process in that. Now, psychology today would teach you or want you to believe that there is a healing process. You've got to go through this thing of you you heal a little bit from it and you deal with it. You heal, you become a little better and you deal with it. All you're saying when you go through that process, if, if, you, if you believe that there's a healing process that has to take place from a negative thing that's taken, that happened to you in your life, that is a yeah, but attitude toward a negative thing. 
Mm-hmm. That's not really quite letting go. You know, somebody's going to have to prove to me, they're going to have to do something for me in order for me to release that negative thing. Yeah. There's a, yeah, but okay, I feel better about it, but I'm still a little bit bitter about what happened. And so, <laughs> you know, the healing process has begun and we'll revisit this next week and see if you can do something to appease me a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. Forget that. Healing. This is the amazing thing. It's instantaneous. It is when you let something go, it is to obliteration. It doesn't exist anymore. And that's the power of the mind. You can absolutely, when you cast down a negative influence or a negative thing, it doesn't exist anymore in your mind unless you conjure it up and bring it back into manifestation to now have power and authority over you. That's such a powerful concept to consider that healing is not necessarily part of the process to manifesting something into your life, but healing is something you can manifest just like wealth. You can manifest wealth, good relationships, healing. It's just part of the list of things that you can believe for and, and usher in with your thoughts and your beliefs. You should never put a time limit on healing. When you're healed, you're healed. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm partially healed because now that all of a sudden means that there's still something else that needs to be done in order for me to be satisfied enough to have received my healing. Beliefs are developed by imagination. And imagination, it's, they're developed by experiences, they're developed by fears, counsel that you've received, negative or positive from other people, from offense that came from within and from choices that we've made. But now the ability to choose beliefs is an inalienable right that exists in all creators, in all of us. You have within you the ability, the inalienable right in life to choose what you will believe. For example, you can choose to, to you can choose, and I, I say this because I did it, to play Carnegie Hall in your imagination as a musician. Maybe you've never played an instrument in your life. <laughs> and you can choose to play Carnegie Hall while not possessing any actual ability to do so. Regardless, an imagination intent on projecting that concert experience. Now, here's the thing that we know. It will actually produce the same physiological response as though the event actually was experienced by you. Wow. And and so the same thing can be said about healing from something. You can see yourself as though that experience never took place. Now, it, it's going to take a, a moment of meditation, perhaps. You're going to go back to the time you were 10 years old and see yourself in that experience again and realize and, and tell yourself and and believe that this actually didn't happen to you and i don't mean i don't mean uh, to the point of saying it never happened i'm just saying that don't give it the power and the authority over you that it originally had perhaps it was because you felt at the time that you were not able to to protect yourself or you weren't protected those things no longer matter because you are a, a, a spiritual being having a natural experience and the present is all that there is right now. Mm-hmm. And so you're going through the imaginative uh, physiological response over these things without without making that something you're going to revisit again and again and again. In other words, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm into a healing process, which may or may not take place. That person, that experience no longer exists. It's not, it's not relevant to who you are and who you're becoming anymore. And so this is a, uh, is it delusional? Well, 
delusional is another word of saying illusional and you're creating the new illusion of the successful person that you're becoming by practicing that imagination drawing into drawing into your sphere of influence the very thing that you are expecting yourself to become by not dwelling on the negative experience or allowing anything negative into your into your orbit anymore and you have that ability with the mind with your belief system Casting down every negative imagination, bringing every positive thought into captivity in order to elevate yourself above the noise of the world. I love the exercise that you just walked us through with Carnegie Hall because not only can that be used for um, going back home or going into a tough situation, but that's a great tool to use just for establishing your own identity. You know, when you're laying in bed at night, instead of allowing worrisome thoughts to just circulate, um, pick pick something pick an idea that that makes you feel powerful and free and everything that you want to be and then you run through that because like you're saying I just love the idea that the results are psychosomatic it's as if you're actually doing it and that is really so you're waking up having you know kind of sort of kicked the identity can on down the road you've been doing exercises basically in your sleep that's pretty cool absolutely those what you're calling those are imaginative directives mm. and those imaginative directives can heal your body they can de-age you they can make you taller they can get rid of sickness and disease they wow. can attract money into your life they can attract a perfected love into your life those imaginative directives are the this the engine that drives the substance of imagination in the universe all those things into your life as you imagine them to be. Wow. I, I really love that. Um, and if I can't think of, of anything, I'm just going to use your analogy and kill it on the piano in Carnegie Hall and <laughs> hear the roar of the crowd. Well, you've heard it said, you've heard uh, people have improved their golf score by just imagining playing 18 holes and the way that they would swing the club, improving yeah, their putting game, yeah. and they go out and play, and they've improved by 8, 10 strokes. It's amazing, the power of imagination. I, I read a fascinating book one time, and it really just described the process of there's a substance, uh, I think it's called myelin. Does that sound right, Myelin? Yeah, and right. and it actually, as you as you think through an activity, um, this Myelin keeps wrapping the synapses in your brain over and over and over again. That's why you can, you can become really good at a golf swing or when you're learning to type on a computer that the myelin is wrapping around your finger hitting that key and producing that letter myelin is walling in that rigidness is giving mm -hmm. a rigidness to your imagination because you're obsessing over the very thing that you're wanting to see come into yeah. your life and ding 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 we have another uh scientific proof theory that you can you can stand on and rely on you know as you're laying in bed imagining this version of yourself you are actually creating that version in your mind. It's manifesting. That myelin is wrapping around that, seeing yourself that way. You know, and see yourself, all see the universe, that there's one substance. Mm -hmm. There is the, the monistic theory of the universe says that matter, mind, consciousness, and life are all manifestations of one substance. One substance. Think about that. There's one substance that it permeates all that there is, and the God particle then holds those thoughts, that that belief system that we have as creators, to vibrate on a frequency, to call into existence, to call into our sphere of influence, the very thing that we're believing to see. And it works every single time. You will not be the first person to do this, do it properly, and, and have it fail. It's impossible. I know that early on in your uh, speaking, teaching career, that you were 
for lack of a better word, you know, you were obsessed with your message. You were obsessed with teaching people and getting your ideas to them because you knew it would help them. And I, I want to hear the story about when you manifested the biggest crowd that you've had. And this was early on. So, I mean, you were obviously just pulling this out oh, of the universe. You're talking about up in Virginia. Yes, yeah. Oh, that was, that was what, a, what a time we had. In fact, we started out, uh, and this, this event, this was, oh my gosh, when was this? This is like 2009 or eight or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. But yeah. we were in Virginia and looking for a place to do our event. And we started off with... Uh, a venue that would hold about 300 people uh-huh. and um and i went up and yeah i went up and did some some radio interviews prior to the event yeah. and uh some of the local media and our phones kept ringing and ringing we we're like okay what have we done it's like pandora's boxes like been opened up here and we, you know, this, this venue is not going to be quite quite big enough yeah. we ended up getting the the football stadium mm-hmm up there had 7,000 people turned out for our mm, kinetic yeah. belief event wow. and 7,000. It wasn't, and, and we had, don't you know, you attracted all those people because of your yes. obsession with, right. with sharing your message. Yeah. You know, that's and there's, powerful. but, and, and that's the power of belief. Mm-hmm. You see it, you believe it. You have no doubt, no other, you're not giving room for failure. You, I like, and, I like and, how you and, always say you see it in your blinks. Yeah, I it's love when that. you see it when you see it uh, in your eyelids. Yeah. That you, that's when you know you've got it. You know there are three reasons for living, and you know people are you hear all the time. Well, I just get trying to figure out what you know what what's this all about? Who am I supposed to be? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? Well, there are three reasons that we all of us have life, and each one requires that a person develop fully in their mind, body, and soul. And, and actually, not much can be said for one without the other. Mind, body, and soul. Now think about that, because a sound mind is worth very little without a healthy body. And actually, a soul fails to develop without enlightenment. And so you need to, to be advancing all three of those equally in order to be a, what I consider to be a successful being having a human experience. You told me really recently um, a really great manifestation story from your childhood, and um, I don't dare tell it because I'm I'm sure I'll leave names and places out. But you were wanting to be a is it a kicker a punter? Uh, oh, a punter. Or something. <laughs> Not. Yeah, I, I wasn't play, sure. Well, I thought that was probably the safest position to play in football. That's football, right? Yeah, that's football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, if, yeah, a punter is pretty safe unless he's yeah. roughing the kicker. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Which I think I got roughed probably, all the time. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, horrible offensive line. Yeah, well, it's, it's, that was high school, right? Yeah. You know what it was? I loved the art of it. I, I just enjoyed the, the the experience of hitting that, kicking the ball exactly right, getting the spiral perfect, and the hang time, and the yeah. distance. And um, actually, my uh, had a very good friend, Chuck Ramsey, that taught me to punt. He went on. He played for the New York Jets way back when. And that was a thrill watching Chuck, wow. uh, you know, on Sunday afternoons playing the Jets, playing uh, whoever they were playing, and there's my, my buddy Chuck out there 
doing what he had taught me to do. Um, but. Well, and again, I know that when you told you were telling me the story, it was, you wanted to be the best, you know, even in that moment. Not you didn't necessarily want to go to play for the NFL, or but who wouldn't, I guess. But then here he, he oh, just shows up. Yeah. How did how well, did it happen? Well, you know that. Well, Chuck, uh, he he just showed up. In my, well, actually, he was he was quarterback and punter at a little school called Wake Forest University in North Carolina at the time. And uh, isn't their mascot and, the the Demon Deacons? Or something weird. Demon Deacons. That's a weird. Funny name. Is that a weird? Maybe it's not. I've, that's probably not weird. Yeah, but it's just uh, old. <laughs> it's like an 1800s mascot. <laughs> you know, the right. Demon Deacons. Oh my gosh! But I was out. I remember I was just out punting, always punting, punting, kicking, kicking, and then a friend of mine, his cousin was Chuck, and Chuck was over for the summer, and so I was introduced introduced to Chuck. And we but, spent the you know, of course, together. count on you to you want to play a specific position, and some future NFL player pops into your life. Vision, to, seeing it, meant, help holding you. on. <laughs> holding on to that and yeah here comes Chuck Ramsey Isn't that amazing? Teach you to punt. that's the power of a positive belief and expectation and attracting into your into your life the very thing that you're hoping for and a teacher or that special person will show up and that's yeah. why let's let's just circle back here to the theme today identity and accepting that you are a supernatural creator good or bad it can go in any direction um, but that identity is powerful it gives you confidence and it's gonna it's gonna keep you looking, looking for the people, looking for the things to show up because you believe in your own power. And you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, they, I think they struggle. I think they struggle with saying, you know, what I'm a master of the universe. Well, they do struggle, and here's why: because first of all, they don't understand that they have an inalienable right to always be happy. There are two kinds of happiness. One of uh, uh, there's a happiness that comes with being an optimistic person. An optimistic person is someone that always believes the best is yet to come. Things are always going to get better. And that's part of advancing the soul and the, the, the mind and the body, is realizing that the universe is actually advancing toward completion. It's advancing toward a better state of being. A pessimistic person says, oh, it's just all going to hell in a handbasket. And this is a horrible <laughs> yeah. life, a horrible existence. And you're going to manifest those very horrible things that you're holding out there and saying, yeah. this, this is all I'm going to get. So there's the optimistic person that's going to always be happy. He's in control of their happiness. And then there's circumstantial happiness that will follow after the optimistic person. And so I was becoming happy in my expectation of being a great punter and Chuck Ramsey shows up and adds to the happiness factor in my life because understanding you've got an inalienable right to always be happy puts it back into your control and you're not looking for now people to make you happy you aren't looking for a, a new car to make you happy you're already happy and so your optimistic expectations attracts the car which then adds a circumstantial uh, element to your happiness um, it seems like you're separating optimism from happiness a little bit, are you? or what Two is kinds of happiness. Optim there's the optimistic happiness, which means I am intrinsically always happy because I'm optimistic. And then there's circumstantial uh, happiness that will follow after the optimistic person on a regular basis. I've heard you say before that you, you think optimism is, how did you say it? You're 
that you always have something to look forward to. Is always that, looking correct? forward. That's correct. The best is yet to come. The best is always coming. Mm. Today is fantastic. Tomorrow's going to be even better. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be fantastic and even better than today. But guess what? The next day is going to be. It's going to be even better. I'm always looking for the best to always be coming because I believe optimistically that my mind, my body, my soul is advancing toward perfect completion perfected completion. You see, I'm on the bandwagon of an expanding universe moving toward completion. Uh, this year's better than last year. This century's better than the century before. And the next century's going to be better than this one. And when I leave this leave this earth, when I leave this body, I'm going on in, in advancing into perfected completion. So I'm an optimistic person. And I think optimism can be um, generated on any level um, I don't think you have to be shouting it from the rooftops for it to, to activate. You know, if you're in laying on the, the floor of your bathroom in the fetal position and you just squeak out the words, I'm optimistic, <laughs> that works. That's something, right? Because That's I right. think a lot of people, sure. too, I mean, I know that I, when, when I, a long time ago, first understood all this, um, when you really are starting at zero, that's that's some momentum that you're trying to work on. I mean, that takes a minute. That takes a moment. It takes some energy. But just say what you're supposed to say, you know, manif- and, it, and you'll manifest what you want to manifest. I guess I'm just saying it. You don't have to ex, ex, export, put out all this energy. It doesn't take everything that you have to start. Just start. Just start saying what you know you're supposed to say. Well, there are affirmations that you absolutely need to be repeating. You need to be talking about it in the morning. You need to go over your affirmations and your gratitude affirmations in the afternoon and at night before you go to sleep. You're always stirring your mind up on these positive attributes, Mm -hmm. these positive affirmations, because that that state of mind now, you were talking about laying on the bathroom floor. The person that's in that fetal position is there because they've been stirring up these negative thoughts, these negative imaginations, rather point. than casting them down yeah. and being about the business of being a positive kinetic believer, drawing that substance of their good imaginations into their life. They are revisiting that negative thought. They're going over it. They're stirring it up and they're having the negative conversations and they're believing the worst about people and the worst about <laughs> themselves. They're believing yeah. the lies and the border bullies and all those things. I'm just remembering, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling because I'm remembering the other day I I, I uh, ate too much pizza and I was like oh man I feel fat and you said you're not fat you're just full right <laughs> but it makes me think about you know you're not depressed you've just been talking talking about negativity negativity and you know something if you've got here's here's a good practice we're talking yeah. about affirmations yeah. if you're having a negative thought that's repeating itself and mm-hmm. going over and over say something positive out loud yeah. you cannot think one thing while saying another that's good. So get your piece of paper out. Get out your kinetic belief guided journal. Open it up to an affirmation on day 30 or 31 or whatever, wherever yeah. you are. And say that out loud. Words are things. There's a substance to what you're saying. Yeah. And you're calling into manifestation the very thing that you're saying and speaking. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you're casting down the negative imagination. And then it cannot manifest the negativity that you've been dwelling on. It's almost like affirmations become your lifeline in this process. When you, you know, when you just need to absolutely pull yourself out of a potential negative spiral 
I think affirmations like you're talking about, that's, that's, you know, grab the journal, open it to any page, point to the affirmation, say it out loud. And I do think that the spoken word has more power than the thought word. Absolutely does. You know, your state of mind will change your circumstances and optimism guarantees your advancement. Mm, Guarantees. I like guarantees. That's right. That's the great thing about this process, right? I mean, the identity is guaranteed. This is actually who you are. I mean, no more than you can say you're a cat. You know, you're a human being, so you have this creative power. The end. It's it's done. It's it's a you fact. Know, early on, when I first began writing some of these books and getting out and talking and doing the circuit and all that, I I remember there was just this little tinge of doubt. Of course, we all <laughs> wrestle with that. You know, mm-hmm. what if this doesn't work? And I just got I got my back up and I said, you know what? If this doesn't work, I'm going to write a book about why this won't work. <laughs> And of course, that never. That I'll be successful happen. off because I because I've somehow proven that that you can you can force failure on yourself. That's funny. Yeah, you know, and I think because all of us have a desire for a better life, mm-hmm. something better to come our way, to to have more money, have enough money to do what you aspire to do, to travel, yeah. to be free, mm-hmm. to be able to shower the people you love with gifts, to help other people out that have uh, uh, needs that that yeah. are going unmet to be healthy, whatever those aspirations are, that's normal. And the, the mere fact that you have that means that it's possible for you to achieve that. The person that doesn't aspire to have joy and live more abundantly is not normal. That is not a normal person. We're yeah. talking about somebody that's just absolutely broken. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's a completely, it's, that's almost not even human. I mean, if you don't have that desire, that innate desire for more. I mean, that's that's like those people that don't peel their string cheese. They just take a big bite out of it. <laughs> that's horrible, is it? That's, that's You're psychotic. talking about me again, right? That's psychotic, yeah, Steve. I just, just two <laughs> bites and it's gone. I'll trust. Well, I didn't lost. know you could string a cheese. Oh my like goodness! You, you pull like it one little string oh, at a time. On. That's, that's the whole crazy. point. Who does that? Otherwise, just buy a block of you cheese. You got fingernails really to pull that string. Oh, wait. Like we, we should we should probably get back to identity of <laughs> we're going to attract cheese <laughs> from this episode. Well, you know, we're talking, you know, the person we, again in all seriousness, and you're saying it's just not it's not normal for somebody to not aspire to have these things. That's mm-hmm. really someone that has been stirring up these negative thoughts for so and long, and it's dangerous. It's a very dangerous, sad place for yeah. somebody to get to. Mm-hmm. It's just negative thinking, yep. negative thinking, stirring it up, and then it actually takes a toll physically. Yeah, it's never too late. It's no, never too late not. for people. And that's good to remember because I think you can feel like it is very often. But that's the funny thing about emotions. That's why words are so powerful because an emotion can feel so low and hopeless. And in 20 minutes, your chemicals can change and you feel euphoric and like you could conquer the world. And and I think that, yeah, I think you could absolutely manifest those feelings if you choose to. Oh, you do. And, and you can. Understanding how to always be happy is possible. And, and it's also necessary for enjoying the life that you were meant to live. And that just requires that you embrace being unique, being different, being odd, being called peculiar, mm-hmm. not following suit with everybody else. Not, not, you don't have to go and just get trashed on Friday nights and Saturday nights because everybody else is doing it. You don't have to talk crap about 
about people because everybody's doing it. You don't have to take the phone call mm-hmm. from Aunt Agni who wants to talk junk about Uncle Bob um, <laughs> just because she calls you and and, and, and and you're a sounding board for that. Get rid of anything that's negative. And you know something else? You don't have to be a positive slash negative expert to figure it out. You know what's negative. You know when the, what a negative energy feels like. You can even see it. You can see a negative energy around somebody. Turn it off. Stay away from it and start uh, saturating yourself with positivity and find ways to to dwell in positivity. Read positive things. Write positive things. Stop reading the negative stuff and, and watching negative television and reading negative reports and stay away from that because therein you will find life and you'll find life expanding. I don't think there's a more powerful topic than today's topic identity because it it is sort of a cure-all I mean if you visualize yourself as whole at peace having great relationships if if you're visualizing yourself as optimistic and happy at all times and you become obsessed with the vision of who you want to be that spreads that goes in so many directions identity is not um, just unto itself you're going to be affecting every aspect of your life and and frankly you better you know Strap in, buckle up, because that's a wild ride. That rearranges your life real quick. It rearranges your life and the people that are in your life. And you can look at it like the God particle again. It's this plane, a plane of creativity, a plane of creation where you there's a substance now that is going to be holding the very thing that you're believing for into place in a place of vibrational frequency that is going to attract that into your life. The universal God particle is creating mass out of what you believe right now, mm-hmm. whether you believe it or not. Yep. We're all creators. We all have a supernatural ability to create, to speak and see it done. You're creating when you're talking, whether you believe it or not. If you're saying negative things, you're drawing negativity in your life. If, you, if you're somebody that yells when you get mad and you cuss and you say, why is my whole day messed up? Well, guess what? Your entire day is going to be messed up because yeah. you proclaimed it as a supernatural creator you have set the stage for the kind of day that you're going to experience good or bad yeah and I think like you what you just said about waking up and saying something negative and then I think you absolutely start to spiral you know you can spiral positive or you can spiral negative I mean you know really you're already circling the drain first thing in the morning (laughs) Uh, the man that taught me that taught me about kinetic belief and showed me the law of attraction this was 52 years ago I don't mind sharing my age because I'm kind of thank you I feel good (laughs) I haven't been sick in 20 years wow no wonder and there was just a cold before that (laughs) that's amazing and something else I don't know if I ever told you this but um, I used to shoot basketball out of my neighborhood yeah. And no one in my family was tall, and I wanted to be tall yeah. to play basketball. Uh-huh. And I willed it, and I believed it into my life. And I grew six inches one summer, painfully. My six shins inches? hurt, my heels hurt. I grew six inches from spring till fall, and oh, I went word. from, I, I grew up to be six feet six feet three inches tall how many big macs were you eating a day uh, it, was <laughs> it was insatiable <laughs> it was nuts but you know you're talking about getting out of bed in the morning don't get out of bed in the morning until you see yourself winning yeah. the guy what i was going to tell you That's that good. that taught me this mm-hmm. i saw him hit hit his thumb with a hammer one time <laughs> okay. and he says my oh my oh boy isn't that something <laughs> And I couldn't believe, isn't that something? 
hitting your ha- your your thumb with a hammer is something, but he didn't cuss. He didn't throw the <laughs> throw the hammer. He didn't lose his mind and and uh, freak out. Just, my oh my! My oh my! Two letter words instead of four my, letter words. Oh my! Now, I've tried that before. Bam! And my oh my goodness! Well, isn't that something? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's true though. See yourself as a winner. Yeah. Possess those images that you've constructed for your life. Imagine that you and your loved ones are in this oasis created by your heart's desire. Everything working well, nothing missing, nothing broken. And and leave no detail out of out of that and make sure that you own it. See yourself with it, see yourself enjoying it. Just like we do every morning, Megan, you know, we have our affirmations, we go over them every morning together. Yes. And we don't just say that, you know, we have this, we have that, we have this, we have that. We don't do that. We paint the entire uh picture the orbit around those things and we 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 call those things that aren't yet as though it is we speak it and we paint the proverbial and the verbial picture of what it is and what it looks like Mm -hmm. calling it into existence and that's how this works isn't that powerful just getting a hold of your identity also feels so good when you're able to wake up and activate those thoughts and and you also are entering your day knowing that negative toxic people aren't going to change you you're the you're you know I always think of it as sort of like a you're Mary Poppins you know you're just sort of blowing in on the wind (laughs) into everyone's life and you're good and you're just going to make everything magical and beautiful for Mm. them and sweet and and that's the thing when you start this process don't assume that you're going to lose all your friends you're probably going to to help a lot of people you're probably going to be this beautiful positive force in many people's lives that are looking for that and they just haven't found it yet. Yeah, you speak to someone's heart and it changes everything. Speak from your heart and it'll change your heart. But yeah. you want to change people, change yourself. It's not your place or mine to change anybody. It's our place to change ourselves. Um, and, you know, all of us were given authority as creators in this world. All of us have been given dominion, the power of dominion, mm-hmm. to have dominion over the earth and all therein, but not over each other. That's an abuse of dominion. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And as soon as you start trying to exercise and yield dominion over someone else, you are mm-hmm. creating a battle. You're creating a battle of the will. You're creating this, a circumstance that no one wins in. Yeah, don't take that. Don't try to put that dominion on somebody else. And don't receive it from someone else either. Um, you know, some of the most powerful phrases are, because I want to, and and you can't tell me what to do. And, I mean, these are powerful phrases. You know, I was talking to someone the other day, and, just about somebody was basically just trying to put this negative identity on her and she said I thought of Megan and I, and I just thought you can't tell me what to do and she said and I just thought I want a t-shirt that just says get off me get off my back <laughs> you know but those are powerful things we have permission to do that we just because someone accuses us of being a certain way or they talk negatively or toxic in a toxic way about us does not mean it's true or that we have to listen to it or receive it get your back up about who you are Get your back up, put a demand on it, you know, and that's, you can, you can get your back up and remain silent. You can be quiet and remain silent at the same time. And, you know, stir up, like you're, like you say, Megan, stir up a a dogmatic determination, this emotional attitude for deserving your vision. No one is going to take it from you. No one can redefine you. Get away from people that are trying to define who you are. If it's a negative, you, you are solely responsible for recognizing that perfected person on the inside of you who you are and who, who, who you're supposed to be as a creator. Leave 
that up to no one else. Don't ask mama anymore who she thinks you're supposed to be. Yeah. Don't let daddy define you anymore. You know, they kept you from getting hit by a car, hopefully. They kept you fed while you were growing <laughs> up, hopefully. They did their job you're and alive. did it well. And you're, al- you're alive. <laughs> yeah. And now that we're in agreement that you're alive, get busy about the business of understanding who you are. Get away from all of that stuff that I just mentioned long enough to be honest with yourself. What is your what is your universal aptitude? Who are you? Really? Now, who are you? Don't look around. In fact, you should close your eyes to answer the question so that you're not being uh, uh, manipulated by what you see or what you hear or what you feel or what other people are saying. Listen to your inner voice. Who are you? What do you love? What makes you feel? What makes you cry? What makes you laugh? Truly, who are you? And when you are honest enough with yourself, now fall in love with that person. Not because someone else tells you it's correct or right, but because you know it is. Fall in love unconditionally with that person. Now give yourself permission because you're loving yourself to go out and demonstrate the very best of who you are. Do that. Do it absolutely. And because you were born to inhabit that place and you should not dare to keep it from you. Get your back up and be dogmatic that you will not keep it from you. What's happening? You're stirring yourself up to receive what you've imagined. You see, there's a process that's being activated through the substance of what you're hoping for. And as such, the God particle, which permeates all things, it has to, it must respond to any demand that's operating in kinetic belief for your good. Wow, I'm fired up. I know who I am. I'm going to go put a demand on it. I like this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for this episode. And it was very exciting. And as usual, kineticbelief.com, um, at Stephen Canyon on Instagram and on Twitter at Stephen underscore Canyon. And if you have any questions that you would like answered on the show or in the blog, just send us an email at uh, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. And we're going to New York January the 11th. January I'm looking the 11th. forward to seeing all of our friends. Are you going to attract? 7,000 people again? No, I don't think so. Well, well you I? never know. I don't know. You can always up the venue. You know, what a great question. Maybe maybe I will. Yeah. And uh, if you want more information on that at the moment, you can also email us about that. and Or you can just keep an eye out for those tickets to go on pre-sale in the next, uh, wow, it's just they're going to go on sale in just the next week or also so. Also keep your eye open for the, the new 100-Day Challenge, Kinetic yeah. Belief Guided Journal. I highly recommend it's it. It's a great gift, it, too. Christmas is life. coming up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's right. It's a great gift. Anybody who has even the tiniest interest in the law of attraction or kinetic belief this is a powerful gift um it's it's not specific to any one topic healing or wealth but you can absolutely apply it to to really any part of your life hey everybody you are a supernatural creator get busy creating and allow the super in the universe to come and and join up with your natural and start manifesting some things i love that the super on our natural that's a good one okay well thank you see you tomorrow see you then okay bye